0: Welcome to the Embracing You podcast with your host, Eric Pothen. We are all on our own unique journey to discovering ourselves. Each episode, I will help you navigate the journey within to reconnect with and discover the innate love you have for yourself. This podcast will cover topics from self-love, to eating disorders and body image, to mental health, and to overall well-being. My goal is to help you honor and embrace yourself so you may live your most authentic life. Let's dive in. Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Embracing You podcast. I have been absolutely loving the cooler temps that we've been having. And I have also been taking a lot of therapeutic nature walks. There's been something about this fall that's allowed me to stop and truly appreciate all of the beauty that surrounds me. The topic of today's episode is self-compassion. I've been on a pretty challenging and beautiful path for the last several months. I've been doing a lot of learning and unlearning, figuring out what no longer serves me, and releasing it to give myself the emotional energy and capacity to keep moving forward. There have been some days where I feel on top of the world, and there have also been some days that make me feel like I'm not growing at all. And those days where I feel like I'm not making progress or feel like I've taken some steps backwards are typically filled with a lot of negative self-talk. I've been programmed ever since I was a kid to always hold high expectations of myself. And when those expectations aren't met, I would also speak negatively to myself. I would tell myself that I needed to do better, that I should have studied an hour longer for that test I didn't get an A on, that I shouldn't have said that one thing to that one person because I may have hurt their feelings. It wasn't until a recent therapy session that I noticed how deeply this has become ingrained in me, that at moments of failure and or disappointment, I would respond with negative self-talk. Even when things went well, I would rarely engage in positive self-talk. After realizing this with my therapist, I realized that I needed to give some time and attention to this part of my life. I had to first learn about the behavior that needed to be changed, get to know it more and not be so afraid of it. I felt shameful when I dug a little deeper into the negative self-talk that's been so present in my life for so many years. My therapist asked me if I would ever say any of these things to a friend of mine that was going through something similar. And I said, absolutely not. And then it hit me. I have not been giving myself the love that I need and deserve. She told me, Eric, you need to offer yourself some grace and self-compassion. You deserve it. The process of unlearning is one of the most challenging tasks because it requires you to make conscious decisions in the moment to not engage in old habits or behaviors that do not serve our higher good. This process is incredibly challenging when we are experiencing intense emotions. When emotions are intense, we immediately go into fight or flight mode. And typically, when we choose flight, We engage in those old behaviors that are familiar to us because they temporarily provide some comfort to us. However, little do we know that those emotions will come back once again and tempt us to respond in a similar manner because our brains love finding patterns and making things habitual. I I don't know about you, but I typically find myself being frustrated when I engage in these unhelpful behaviors, when I know there are better behaviors I can choose to engage in. But this is where the growth opportunity comes in. It is in these moments when we feel inadequate, like a failure, or are suffering that we have the opportunity to practice self-compassion. I've learned that for those that struggle or have struggled with self-compassion, including myself, that this negative self-talk that occupies our mind at these moments of feeling inadequate, like a failure, or when we are suffering, was somehow taught to us and became a reinforced behavior. This is something that I'm currently working through with my therapist. Where did I learn this behavior? And why was this a behavior that was rewarded and reinforced? What behaviors do I want to replace these current behaviors that are no longer serving me as an individual? These are such incredibly personal questions and each person's answer to these questions will be different. But I do think that if we dug a little deeper into each of the responses that we could find some common threads. I think one common thread we may find is the struggle with expectations that we place on ourselves. When we place too high of expectations on ourselves, there lies a greater chance for not meeting those expectations. This is one of my biggest challenges as a human who considers himself driven and motivated to always be achieving accomplishments and moving forward on a daily basis. While I think drive and motivation are great traits to have, I do think they sometimes can get in my way and create a sense of black and white thinking. If I don't achieve this, I must be a failure. If I only would have said this thing, maybe we wouldn't have gotten into a fight. And I think this is the perfect opportunity for us to transition into a big message and concept that I want to make sure I cover in this episode. And that is the fact that we are all human beings and human beings aren't perfect. They make mistakes. They don't meet all the expectations placed on them by themselves and others. Human beings aren't meant to be a machine. They need the space to be human and not always feel like they need to have it all together 100% of the time. While I still have a ways to go with my journey of self-compassion, I can proudly say that this is an area of my life that I have made leaps and bounds of growth in in the past month or so. What caused that shift? Well, I think part of it has been the work that I've been doing in therapy, but I also think a large part of this shift resulted from the guided exercise that Stephanie Somatics led us in in one of my last episodes. Little did you know I was actually participating in the guided somatics exercise as she was leading it, and I want to play a small clip my response to this exercise that was not included in the episode with her all right what'd you think i'm speechless i have tears in my eyes currently um there was such a sense of gentleness that i think i was able to experience with myself right there and it felt really good to feel a sense of nurturing to self and body and to have the opportunity to just sit with that and, and to feel the love that I was able to just offer myself and in my body and what I was feeling within there. Like what really stood out to me or like the thing that is sticking with me here is the promise of I'll be back and to just trust myself in those words that I will give myself the time to come back within into nurture and notice and honor is such a gift. And it's to me to feel that in such a short amount of time, very powerful for me. So I am very, very grateful for you leading us during that uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful exercise that allows us to come within our own body and to offer it some compassion and love. For me, it was giving myself the time along with intentional and dedicated space to travel within, notice, and honor what was actually going on within. In respond to these observations of what was going on within from a place of non-judgment. For me, the most challenging part of dropping into my body was not immediately jumping to a place of judgment, a behavior that has become second nature to me. I allowed myself the time to pause and to consciously make that decision to then change the narrative that would take place in my mind, to tell myself, it's okay. And to actually feel it with my heart was transformative. There was also a part of me that felt deeply emotional when Stephanie invited us to say, I'll be back. And my heart also felt that. I was offering some love and reassurance to my body that I would be back once again to notice and honor what it is feeling without judgment. As I talked about in a previous episode, I've learned there can often be a disconnect between my body and mind, where I can tell myself it's okay, but my heart doesn't feel or believe that messaging. I, somewhere in my journey, have learned that I cannot trust my body, the messaging it gives me, and the validity of the emotions that I experience. And when I notice, I am quick to judge. And here still lies some of the work I have to do in this space. Self-compassion requires vulnerability. Self-compassion requires us to embrace failures, feelings of being inadequate, and or suffering. The further I dig deeper into the work I do on myself, the more and more it requires me to embrace myself, embrace my story, embrace my shortcomings, Embrace my emotions. I'm constantly working on learning to embrace these things rather than resist or push these things away. Accepting and honoring can be challenging things to do when you feel strong emotions. But once we can accept and honor our reality, that's when we can truly offer ourselves some self-compassion. And I think that this is one of the most important steps for us as humans when we are learning to practice self-compassion. I believe that we can become more grounded in the present moment once we accept and honor our experiences. And when we are grounded, we have a clearer headspace and more mental energy. It is in this moment we can pause and truly tell ourselves, it's okay, it makes sense you feel this way, and let ourselves actually feel it. Like I said towards the beginning of the episode, I've really been working on self-compassion the past month or so. Recently in moments where I offer self-compassion to myself, I place my hands over my heart and tell myself these things. I'm one to downplay a lot of what I'm going through, but I've noticed that it is when I tell myself that it's okay, that it validates my experience in what I'm going through. And I think that has been one of the missing links for me on my journey of offering myself more compassion. There is something truly incredible that happens within when we can learn how to validate our own experience on our own without receiving that validation from others. We as human beings like to compare our experiences to others' experiences and base our own emotional response off of how others would feel about it. This typically sounds like, I shouldn't feel this way, or should I feel this way? In my opinion, the word should be removed from our vocabulary because there is no right or wrong way to feel. Our experience is valid enough as it is because we are the ones experiencing and feeling whatever it is in the present moment. Validating your own experience and offering yourself self compassion are two beautiful gifts that you can give yourself, and these actions come from within, not from another individual. When we can trust our voice, we now step into the space of being authentic. All of this puts us one step closer to discovering the innate love we can have for ourselves. We are presented with the opportunity to offer ourselves self-compassion each day. However, the choice is ours to make the conscious effort to engage in that positive self-talk. Remember, in order for this to happen, we need to honor and accept our experience in the present moment and respond to it from a place of non-judgment. I believe practicing self-compassion can create a beautiful internal shift with how you show up for yourself every day. And let me tell you, you are worthy of giving yourself all of that love. And even when your mind tries to convince you otherwise, I'm here to remind you that you are. If you can give love to others, you can give love to yourself. Until next time, be gentle. Remember that your experience and emotions are valid. Remind yourself that you will be okay. And most importantly, embrace the innate love you have for yourself. Much love.